Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. Oh, yes, y'all. Feeling fucking fresh as heck right now. I'm feeling like I just ran a half marathon when I was planning on running a marathon. I feel like I have my <laughs> whole night ahead of me. I'm going to eat some Girl Scout cookies when we're done recording this, because we're going to finish recording this, and we're still going to have a little bit of night left to party. I'm feeling so good right now. Why can't this show always be 60 minutes runtime forever, please? Please? I, I I admit that I, I liked having a shorter episode, but... The, I guess but the is, yeah. Not a lot happened. Nothing happened was the only thing. This is going to be probably a 14-minute long episode of Rose Buddies. You always say that, and we always make it last. Well, I don't know that we've ever talked about an episode where only, like, three things <laughs> happened the whole time. Um, I mean, well, I guess we could fill... Let's fill. Let's do a little bit of filler. Yeah. Let's start over. Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy. Hi, I'm Rachel McElroy. <laughs> the Oscars. Can you even believe it? A lot of the stars were out there. And can you believe what all of them wore? Like, together? It was... There was... A lot of people made a lot of bold choices. And Saw a lot of dresses. A lot of dresses and a, lot, a whole bunch of suits. Bunch of suits. So, I guess we can all agree that, like, everybody did really well. I, nobody stood out as doing, like, a particularly bad job. It seemed like for every category. Yeah. Somebody got an award. Somebody did get an award. One time they gave an award to two people, and I was like, that's unique, but I had a much more fun time watching it. So, um, and then uh, I didn't... uh, uh, (laughs) You want to talk about the show? Yeah, it's really the only thing I have (laughs) in my life right now. We can talk about Elijah Wood was up on Jimmy Fallon. We watched that clip of Elijah Wood talking about his friendship with Nick, the bachelor. And this did require me to be um, exposed to Jimmy Fallon. And I feel like I need to like (laughs) scan myself with a fucking Geiger counter every time that that interaction takes place just to make sure that I haven't been permanently irradiated. With his, with with sort of his brand. What do you have against Jimmy Fallon? Um, he makes he he makes me uncomfortable to watch him do his his craft, and that might be kind of judgy to say, but um, I just don't enjoy. I don't really like it. I think like you his know thing. what he has fun out there. And maybe a little too much fun. Like maybe sometimes you watch him and you're like maybe less games for a minute and like. <laughs> I'm happy for I'm happy for him, but you know, just less games. Jimmy, I thought James Kimmel did a pretty. We we talk about James Kimmel a lot on this show because he's such a like a figure for ABC in the Bachelor franchise. I thought he did a pretty dang good job for Oscars. A few of his jokes were a little rote, and a, at least one or two of them had been done before at the Oscars. But um, I thought he did okay. Griffin, you were taking a sharp eye on America's late night men of their fa- of my favorite late night Jimmys. Yeah, I agree. First of all, <laughs> that's a weird thing, right? Like, do they all have to be Jimmy? Um, but he handled Warren Beatty's whole fuck up in a really like classy way. I thought, you know, when they and got up there and started was, playing fucking Calvin Ball with the Academy, I was asleep already. You were asleep, yes, but um, it it was buck wild. What are you looking at? You looking at my big toe? <laughs> to explain to everybody, you've been staring at my big toe intently for like a minute now. Griffin has these MeUndies lounge pants. They're that I fucking excellent, worth the worth every every penny. And he is looping it around his large toe. I'm doing it like a like like stirrups. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing it like a like their dance pants or something like that. That you boys, wear ballet. Boys didn't wear stirrup pants in the 80s like girls did. Uh, no, we we saved them for the 90s. See, and just like that, nothing. There's nothing happened in this episode. We just got four good minutes talking about bullshit, <laughs> famous Jimmies, and really, that's it. Seems kind of unfair to the listeners because they. I guess we'll have about 20 minutes at the back end talking about the elusive women's orgasm. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Women's ple- the elusive pleasure of women's. Yeah, I'm ready to talk I'm all really about that. Really excited to dive deep. Mm-hmm. No, Ooh, that's uh, what I, uh, I. I I think that if you're candid enough, mm-hmm. I'll really open up in this conversation. I'll be as candid as Raven was, which means pretty fucking candid yeah. on national TV. Raven, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go Raven. get that. Go get that gasm. I say. This is going to be a wild but short episode. You looked uncomfortable when I said, go get that gasm. You can at least appreciate the alliteration. No, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It's a, a lot of that on the back end of the episode. I really wish... You've made so many faces. I wish I could record you. I really you... wish you'd stay away from the back end. Oh. <laughs> oh, we are children. We are children. Okay, can we talk about the show? We have been. No. Out of order a little bit, memento style. <laughs> um, okay, so last week, as you'll recall, we did Hometowns. And at the end good. of Hometowns, Nick and the ladies go to New York and we get the cliffhanger of knock at the door. It's Andy and she's got something to say. I I was critical because I thought that this was going to be nothing. And it did turn out to be nothing. Like the conflict or whatever turned out to be nothing. But I actually really liked this conversation that the two of them had. And it kind of reminded me that like back in the day, I liked Andy a lot. Yeah. Andy, Andy, Andy was like really real and very fierce yeah. in a way that I really, I completely had forgotten about. Maybe I just forgot about it because she ended up with such a fucking zero. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the boy crop was, ooh, the yeah. fields went fallow that year. It was a bad harvest. Um, yeah, she is very authentic, uh, which is something that I think Nick really liked about her. It's what America liked about her. It's what America liked about her. Uh, she shows up, and Nick seems a little uncomfortable. It's like, what are you doing here? Uh, and offers her whiskey or wine. And she says, I think we're going to need whiskey for this conversation. Which you did. You did. You, yeah, you could have been fine with a fucking LaCroix for this conversation, but... But yeah, then she basically does what we expect her to do, which is like, how's it going? You know, tell me about the women... Uh, and he's like, oh, we have a, we have a lot of strong women, uh, this season, really strong headed. And she's like, oh, and they, they still stuck around. Good burn. That was funny. Um, and then Nick kind of talks about how he's been kind of insecure as the bachelor and he's, he's, you know, kind of appreciates what she went through now that he's been on this side of it. Can we, I think we need to take a brief aside because I was, I, I wasn't in the live feed uh, combo happening in the Facebook group, which just hit 10,000 members. Thank you all so much. That's so radical. Um, a lot of folks don't know who Andy is from Adam. So can we give like a quick breakdown? She was the bachelorette, three bachelorettes ago. And before that, she was on the dreaded Juan Pablo's season. 
I thought Juan Pablo was on her season. No, you're right. She was on Juan Pablo's she season. She was on Juan Pablo's she season. Fucking, she left. She bailed um, because they went to Fantasy Suites mm-hmm. and... Did not go well. Uh, apparently, it was just like he was really self-obsessed the entire time. Um, it was one of the wilder Fantasy Suite sequences because it was them going on this date and Juan Pablo sucked. Like, I, th- there was never a good scene that had that dude in it. But, like, you didn't think anything was, uh, you know... Uh, anything anything was afoot, there was anything, like, really bad going on. And then, like, after a commercial break, it cuts to, like, Andy walking on the beach by herself, and she's like, so, last night fucking sucked, and I'm gonna leave the show because this guy is a huge tool. Um, and that was where the famous Juan Pablo quote came in, uh, where she was complaining to him kind of about her issues with their relationship, and he kept saying, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, which is where her book came from, which is, it's, it's not it's okay. It's not okay. Um, the title of her book also comes from the fact that she got engaged to Josh, who was hugely... Yeah, so America fell in love with her. She became The Bachelorette, and then she picked Josh on a season where Nick was also a So Nick was the runner-up uh, in that season, and... Uh, again, bad crop of boys to let you, Josh, you will remember from this last season of ba- uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, if it, if it came down to Nick and Josh, you knew the boys that they beat out probably were not so awesome. Um, and so, but the, the big like confrontation that happened between Nick and Andy didn't happen during the show proper. It was on the after the final rows. Uh, Andy had just picked Josh. And so we're in the after show and, uh, we get one last sort of chance for Nick to to face Andy, and Nick says, "We had sex in the fantasy suites. Why would you do that to with me?" This is a paraphrase. If, if you knew, yes. If but not that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cutting out that much. It, why would you do that if you knew you weren't going to pick me? And it was uh, that sucks, right? Like yeah. across the board, that's a fucking shitty thing to to say. Um, and it was. Yeah, I, I, it was the thing f- that I feel like they've been trying to redeem Nick with with the good edits during this season and during Bachelor in Paradise, and now we get that we get that conversation to happen like right now in this room, which uh, to to a degree that I didn't really expect. Yeah, I feel like the producers kind of decided we're getting to the end. If America's really going to be happy for Nick, they have to forgive him for uh, all his dalliances. Uh, yeah, I definitely think definitely right because you can't have this dude who famously went on the after show and said, "Why did you have sex with more than one person during the fantasy suites if you if you knew you were going to pick this one guy?" And then have that person go ahead, like turn around and do the same thing on their own season of of the bachelor i definitely think there was some to it um but it was also very it was it was a really like and maybe this was just because it was andy um but it was a a really like very real and very um and you may not like appreciate this if you haven't watched as much of the show as i have but i feel like for the for the tenor of this franchise it was a very sex positive conversation yeah and andy really takes the lead on it you know i think Andy asks him about the fantasy suite, and he says, um, you know, that he's he's not sure what he's going to do. And she says, hey, you know, you've you've been to their homes. You know, if you have feelings for them, you know, I think it's it's worth exploring. Um, if they if you are both feeling if it, if you're both feeling it. And she said, you know, that's my feminist rant. 
Yeah. She um, says if you're not, if you don't see a future with them, if you don't think that anything's going to happen between the two of you, that's when you shouldn't do it. Yeah. That's when you shouldn't go into the fantasy suite and be intimate. Yeah. And they recognize kind of the irony of this conversation, given what happened. And uh, he says that it's his single biggest regret that uh, things went down the way they did on the after the final rose. And uh, and she she accepts his apology. Um, and she says, you know, I, I recognize that I hurt you and that you were just trying to hurt me back. That doesn't track. Like, you, okay, fine. But, like, he fucking lost a game show and then, like, slut-shamed you on national television. I don't think it's a, it's yeah. a tit-for-tat situation, but... It was a very, it was a very mature conversation and one that tr- fantasy suites are so fucking interesting. And I feel like we have to talk about this every fantasy suites episode. And guess what? We're going to talk about it next week too, because for some like bonkers yeah, they reason, split they it split half. it up. By the way, next week's episode is going to be three hours long. How's your fucking like podcast recording session next week? That's going to end at 1am with your baby yeah. crying in the next room. Pretty bad. Thank you. Past Griffin and Rachel. Um, Fantasy Suites is this episode of television on ABC where people contractually are offered the chance to have sex with each other. And I feel like we got to say that. We got to like address that every time. It's kind of wild. This yeah. is a television show where it's a reality show where there is time penciled into the fucking Google calendar for them to, if they choose to accept it, have sexual intercourse well, with each other in and bed. And also, you're agreeing to the um, the franchise of kind of like doing all this suggestive camera work mm-hmm. and angles and, and... Captions of like squishing noises. Yeah, exactly. Slurping. Female orgasm sounds, whatever that is. <laughs> and then like shoes on the floor. Yeah. You know, like hair tie on the nightstand Mm -hmm. bathrobes bathrobes yeah um you're you're yes one thing we didn't say and i want to make sure we say it because i think it might be significant or maybe not but when nick is talking to andy um and talking about oh now i'm on this side of it and this is what it's like being in charge um andy's like yeah well now you get to break up with 29 women and Nick says, well, maybe 30. You know, I'm not just going to propose because I'm the bachelor. And I'm not going to propose just because she's the last one standing. Um, yeah. Which is like, uh, everybody always little, has that option, but it's weird for you to like. Fun little poke. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was a very, I feel like it was a very, um, even if it was staged, it was the type of conversation that you at least have to appreciate does not happen very often on on this show yeah yeah i i think it was a little contrived to have her show up and be like hey let's squash all of these potential you know outliers that we have in our relationship right now before you go off to fantasy suites um but she lives in new york he was in new york I mean, whatever. They would have flown her out. I feel bad that people don't know who andy is because i saw a lot of people commenting like this is boring and i was wrapped yeah. I was I was I was I was glued to the screen. There are a lot of similarities between um Andy and Rachel in that Andy is also an attorney. 
that and there they end. <laughs> um, let's get to that ceremony. Okay, so now it's time for the rose ceremony. Nick leads us to believe that he has left these women standing outside the entire time. Oh, and um, then the commercial break before the ro- we get a commercial break after Andy's thing and before the rose ceremony, and it shows fucking Raven going on a date, and it's yeah. like so. I guess <laughs> I guess Raven's going on through, huh? Gets like coming up on the bachelor and then it shows raven and so you know raven gets okay, the rose all right uh so you know raven gets the rose and she it, does she gets first rose first rose and you're thinking okay vanessa's probably gonna get a rose um and she does but then it's down to no rachel gets the second fucking no, I know, rose i know i'm just saying when we were when we were playing this out in yes. our head and figuring out who was going to get roses we thought we were pretty Vanessa confident. And Raven definitely, and yeah. Then it's either Rachel or Corn, and then Rachel goes home because we know she doesn't win the show. Yeah, we've known for two well, weeks now. I mean, if you think about it, we don't. We know that she's the Bachelorette. That is all we know. She could win the show, unless they. Unless how, ma- it, how many times does the couple break up by the time they do? Yeah, the, I guess so. You know, final rose. There's no way though. That would be so buck fucking wild. I know it would. It would. It'd be. It almost be like they were sitting around waiting for them to break up so they could announce her as the bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so Corinne goes home. Corinne does go home, and and she's she's it's it kind of a mix of emotions. It's weird her emotional mix. She's very sad at first, and there's lots of crying. But then she's also smiling quite a bit. I think there is some plying that happens in the limo because she's very upset and she gets in the limo. There's a lot of corn doing corn role play in the limo, like corn's <laughs> greatest hits. Um, she's got she's got a glass of champagne and she's talking. She has this like self love awakening. <laughs> Like that, I think this is like after she'd been in the limo for like twenty five minutes, and they've been like just doing laps. They've been the block. like plying her with some booze. Um, she does a lot of like I'm I've got to find a uh, I'm done like going after the man who I have to you know yeah I'm kiss done his like boots trying and... to like worship these men and and it's you know if they're really interested in me they need to come to me. Um, uh, which is great, good. Um, yes, excellent, excellent, excellent. I hope that everybody leaves this show with that as their fucking home version parting gift, um, is I'll never do this again. Uh, (laughs) but then she says, oh, forget this. I'm going to take a nap. And then she just kind of like leans her head up against the window, but like still sitting up and pretends to fall asleep. And it's like, oh, that's what like, um, that's like what a little kid does when they (laughs) pretend to go to sleep. Like. I don't. I hope that's not too insulting to Corn, who I I appreciate. She yeah, I have a lot of Korn affection. Is, for is, her. Yes, she's she is problematic as as heck a lot of the time. But like, gosh darn it! Like, I don't think she deserved the edit that she got. I don't think she could pull off the edit that she got. And I think a way more interesting edit is just like Corn the goofball. But we didn't get a whole lot of that. Yeah, one thing she says is kind of sad is when she's leaving. They're walking down this very long staircase. And Corinne says, I'm sorry if I did anything to make you upset. Which is like the saddest yeah, it's reaction really rough. It's to really not sad. being picked. It was, it was a genuinely, um, uh, just behind Christina, it was the like most like genuinely kind of difficult to watch yeah. send home of the season. Because you've got, you've got to feel, I feel so bad for Corn for Because it's hard to feel like, um, 
she wasn't taken advantage of by like she was very entertaining and i think she she knew that and i think the producers definitely knew that but i also think like the producers are more than willing to like fucking squeeze every fucking drop out of corn that they could get their hands on yeah i mean we we just have to hope that she had fun like the only way this works for me is if she genuinely had fun while she was doing it. I'll tell you it. where she's going to have fun. And you made this excellent point yeah. of she hopped in the limo, and she may as well have just been like, driver. Um, <laughs> take me to paradise. Take me to Quintana Roo, please. Yes. Yeah, she she has got to be on paradise. She'll, she'll be on bit. I, th- I think we actually have confirmation she's on BIP. We also have, unfortunately, we have confirmation that Rod is on BIP, and they apparently have some sort of level of interaction which yeah it's gonna fucking suck here's here's where i'm at it stinks and like i genuinely had the thought of like do i even want to watch this show with this fucking dickhead on it but i also there's a part of me that is and maybe this is just sort of making excuses and justifying it but i kind of want that i don't want that dipshit to steal my sunshine because i do enjoy that show it's my favorite thing in bachelor and we do this bachelor podcast i feel like i've earned this this fucking vacation even though this like this like piece of garbage is on the show yeah i don't know we'll have to figure out what we're gonna do because i think we we have to cover it but i i there's got to be a way to do it that won't be so upsetting so yeah so rod centric uh so i think nick is kind of ready to send her home yeah because the next scene is him um, getting ready to go to Finland in the airport, and the voiceover is just like, I just never really got as far with Corinne as I got with my other relationships. Like, it just seemed like... Also, it wasn't that hard. You made it seem hard. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't sound hard. Yeah. Uh, and so they're going to Finland, which we never see the big, like, toast, we're going to Finland, yay, yeah. moment. We just see him at the airport, and we know they're going. Um, and we get to see Nick in, uh, first class, just pondering. Had the thought, and I posed it to you. There's only three women left. You think they get first class treatment? I do not. That's a shame. I do not. Just give it, just let them have it. Although international, that is an arm and a leg. Griffin flew first class for, for the first, first time. time to the Mabim Bam premiere. And it was, it was pretty good. I watched a, I watched, um... Uh, Don't Breathe, a little spooky horror movie on the plane. And you told me you had some fresh fruit? I had a bowl of fresh fruit and a cinnamon roll and some yogurt with granola, is what they called it. <laughs> it was a... This was a flight to New York. It was a Polynesian dish, <laughs> granola, and you put it in the yogurt and you eat your pineapple and your strawberry. And I've you never watch flown first class movie. before. I hadn't either. I probably never will again, but it was pretty cool. Did was, they give you a warm towel? They did, yeah. Oh, and I didn't, nice. I didn't know what to do with it. I washed the inside of my mouth with it. <laughs> I tucked it in there and I scrubbed like vigorously. You wiped down the seat. <laughs> I wiped down the seat like to get my own fucking slime off of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> They, somebody actually walked up to me and they're like, you're a second class. I actually like fucking nothing drives me crazier than like people getting on an airplane and like not understanding how groups and shit work. And this isn't just like first class Griffin talking. This is group four Griffin talking where it's like, I see my group four buddies and it's like <laughs> platinum diamond vice presidents can board the plane. Now my group four buddies are like, here I come. I'm going to stand right in the middle of everything right in the way. Um, I, they called for first class and I was like, here I come. (laughs) And there was this just fucking old dude that was like standing in front of the premium lane, like blocking the whole shit. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And he was like, oh, they're boarding first class right now. And I was like, oh, Griffin. Yeah. I was wearing a hoodie, I guess. 
Um, but I was uh, like, whatever, Zuckerberg, you know, he wears hoodies all the time. He's probably flies zeroth class. But I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, bud. It was a very like pretty woman moment. <laughs> you know, I snapped yeah. the I snapped the the necklace um, thing on his ha- on his fingers, and he was like, oh, ah! <laughs> and he laughed. Wait, in that in that situation, he's pretty woman. <laughs> we were both pretty women. <laughs> okay. I love that I didn't book. feel the superiority of just like I love that book. <laughs> Which book? Pretty Women. Yeah, it's a good one. Louise Mailcott, you know? Yeah, it's a great one. I didn't feel this superiority when I put that man in his place. I mostly just felt like very embarrassed. He was like a fucking quarterback, like a linebacker, just like, <laughs> you're not getting through here. And I was like, look. He's like, you have money? I was like, well, no, but I made a TV show, so I get this one. And what And what about the food on airplanes, right? <laughs> I got fresh fruit, and you can't fuck up pineapple. You just can't. You just can't fuck up a strawberry. And the, those little peanuts in the bag are so hard to so hard to open. They are. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. What do you call this jokes? I'm working on my type five. It's a very tight five. Uh-huh. By which I mean there's about four seconds. <laughs> An extremely tight five minutes. Um there's there's about four minutes of me miming trying to open peanuts. Mm. That's what takes up the time. That's actually some really next level shit. Thank you. You bust that out of bomb shelter, I would fucking, I would love that. <laughs> I don't want to get into what bomb shelter is. We're doing a lot of tangents here. Oh, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> they go into a bar and they play darts and then she says, I've never nutted. And he's like, I, and then the fucking credits rolled. That's it. Thanks for listening to Rose Buddies. We'll see you next week. Bye. That's it. Well, people, people like the, the journey. I, I just, I just did a fucking rocket ship through the journey. I just went through the Stargate to the destination. Here we are. Okay, so we're in Finland. Mm. There's only a few hours of sunlight a day. Now they're connecting the dots. They're like, how are we going to get to her talking about not nutting? <laughs> get hurry, Rachel, hurry. I'm breathless with anticipation. Um, and Nick is talking about um, how he's concerned where Raven's heart is. Uh, because she hasn't said that she's in love with him. Neither has Rachel, which is, yeah. this is a lot. The two thirds of the women have not yeah. said it. And the one third who did say it, he was like, well, you know, I've had a lot of lovers. Yeah. Well, and poor Vanessa is kind of falling apart under the I pressure. Know. She is. She is having a tough time. Uh, but we don't spend any time with her this episode. It is all about Raven. Which I am happy about because, man, I fucking we love like Raven. Raven. She is so good. We like Raven a lot. I made, the, I made the point, and I can't stop thinking about this. If this was any other season, it would be the Raven show. This was, like, such a strong, like, crew of women that, like, it's, it's, I feel like Raven has kind of taken a bit of a backseat. I yeah. think she's had some, she's really stood out in all the stuff she's done. She just hasn't had much time to shine. And I feel like I have not exactly been rooting for her. Mm-hmm. But fucking in Ben Higgins season, are you kidding me? I would have been, I would have lost my mind for Raven. Yeah. She is so, so good. She's very good. Um, mostly because, like, she just, she, she just says shit. Like, yeah. she just says the stuff that comes to her mind. She's not concerned with, like, the narrative of the show. Yeah. Uh, which is nice to watch. So, they're in a helicopter. 
Uh, and this is where we find out the, as the viewer that she has never told anyone that she's loved them before. Yes. She's, she's only, I guess, had one serious she's a boyfriend. 25, she's a 25-year-old woman. She's yes. only had one serious relationship. They dated for two years and yeah. didn't say it. Which, like, that seems... That seems well, weird. he said it when he was drunk. Yeah, which, that sucks. Yeah, and she never did. Because she didn't entirely trust him. Uh so so yeah so they they're having a uh, a nice time they go to i don't know why i said that <laughs> they're not being mean to each other and uh, not pulling mean nothing pranks happens. on each other and nothing so happens on this day they don't bully each other or anything. <laughs> they go from the helicopter to a bar where they play darts mm. oh god baby nick is terrible at darts they're both not great but she is better than nick I think we should talk more about the darts after I we need to go to the to the to the money zone. We do not call it the money zone. What do we call it? I say Griffin. Yeah, but we have to have a name for the, we have to have a noun for this. Well, I don't want to call it the same thing you call it on your other show. Oh, we need a little exclusive. We were going to call it um The Fantasy Suite might be good. That's confusing for this episode though. Who gives a shit? Um Hey Griffin. Hey. Can I steal you away? Good. Just a classic, a classic movement of Tim Allen's fourth concerto. <laughs> what was his third concerto? It was um, Jungle to Jungle. Um, do you want to talk about Blue Apron or should I? I do. I want to talk about Blue Apron. Uh, so our sponsor this week, again, is old favorite, mm. yours and mine. It's Blue Apron. Did we do this last week? Yeah. Oh, We dang. did last week. Um, so Blue Apron is a, a real friend of the McElroy family uh, in that all McElroys use it. Uh, it is a box of ingredients that come each week with perfectly pre-proportioned it's tough, right? Ingredients. But it's just pre-portioned, not pre-proportioned. Are See? You... It's tough. Well, no, I'm not even reading it. It's just what Justin always says. Well, he's a goober, and you know that. About... <laughs> I love him. He's my brother, but he's a goobus to the maximum. Um, and it's it's enough food to put together three meals. And For you... two people each. Yeah, and you can, you can set some preferences around whether you'd want, for example, a vegetarian option or mm. not. Let me tell you what, can I tell you about some of the upcoming meals that you and I have coming potentially this week? Yes. This is food. These are dinners we're going to be eating later this week. I'm talking about salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli, pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple. You probably can't eat that one. Miso, right? You can't have... Miso has soy in it. I I don't know if it does or not. Dang it. Vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips. Spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. Fuck yeah, that one's going to be good. Um, they're so good and we do them like three times a week because we get three meals a week and we take turns cooking dinner for each other and it turns out really fucking good. What was the, what was the thing we just made? The stew, the beef and lamb stew with like, uh, roasted potatoes on top. Holy shit. It was exceptionally good. It was really good. Um, and you can pick what you want based on your dietary preferences. What's the coupon code? Well, if you can check out this week's menu and you can get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rose. That's blueapron.com slash rose. You're going to love it. We love it. It's fucking great. We've used it for like eight months or something. It's awesome. Go check it out. Uh, I want to read a Jumbotron. This is a message for Lauren. This is from Philip. 
Happy Valentine's Day. Ooh, it's our baby, you're getting your first taste. Whoops. Of disappointment. Uh this okay, sorry Lauren. Happy Valentine's Day to my super smart and strong wife. We've been through so much over the past eight or so years, and being married to you over the past four months has been a delight. I really enjoy our time together watching the Bachelor series of products, TM. It actually says TM. And being able to reminisce over episodes of Rose Buddies. Forever and always yours, Philip. That is a really sweet message that we totally screwed the pooch on. And sorry, Philip. We we had a lot come in there. Um, Happy but, Love Day. Happy Love Day. Gather but, around the gather around the podcast machine with me. I and believe, let's listen to the special message. I believe I strongly me. that you and Lauren have survived this late message. The, what two weeks? Their relationship lasted another fourteen days. I should <laughs> hope so. Um, I have another message here, and it's for Daniel, and it's from Brendan. Thanks for introducing me to my new favorite two hours of beautiful dumpster fire television see you next tuesday for some good good cucumber snacks is let's have we figured out sort of the um, preparation of what cucumber snack is in the package for corinne yeah it looked like it was just sliced cucumber it's just sliced a cucumber but i mean there are like real cucumber salads that you can have that actually have other ingredients i don't doubt that i would never doubt that but I think a cucumber snack is just when you cut up a cucumber. In which case, if you slice up an apple, is that an apple snack? I think so. Um, what about a pudding snack pack? Again, another great question. Is a cucumber snack just sort of like a cucumber that you cut up and then you put in a What? What did you say? What did I say? It sounded like you said cucumber. Did I say that? A little bit. Well, I've had one beer, so. <laughs> and a glass of wine. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mardi Gras. (laughs) The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Laurie Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Chipka, Ed Week, Zach Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, and many more. Listen at MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. All right, let's get down to that nasty business. There's nothing nasty. That dirty, dirty stuff. There isn't anything nasty or dirty Mm. about female pleasure. Nothing nasty about that at all, I agree. Okay, so... Beautiful stuff. Clean. (laughs) All right. Well, which is it? All right. Is it clean or is it nasty? Help me out here. It just is, Griffin. It just is. That's beautiful, baby. Thank you. Dr. Ruth, Sex Just Is, her famous book. Welcome to Love Line, Sex Just Is. Uh, So Nick tells us, the viewer, that he loves Raven's wonderful, edgy craziness. Stop it. (laughs) It's so much, it was funny then, and it's funnier to hear you retell it. Uh, that is the perfect combination of salty and sweet. <laughs> you look like those words just kind of just grumbled out of your mouth like barf. Like it's it like was, a, it's like a Reese's peanut butter. It cup. looked like it actually hurt you to say those words out loud to have them come out of you. It's it's, it's a, like a nutrageous candy bar. It's just like a one hundred grand. It's just not. It's not. Raven's awesome. 
we we're all team Raven here. It's also not true about her. I don't know that I would ever call her outrageously cheesy. Or what was it? Extremely edgy? Hilariously edgy? What was it? Wonderful edgy craziness. Wonderful edgy craziness to this to this young woman. No. She's very sweet and she's very funny and she's very real, but she's not she's not an edge lord. Yeah, no, I wouldn't describe her as edgy at all. No. Fucking Richard Pryor is edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Raven's Raven's folksy. Um, so they're playing darts and then they're having some drinks. Uh, Nick is talking about how he likes a woman with big personality, uh, and then they have an adorable conversation about how she can't cook, um, and he hates folding clothes, uh, but he's really good at ironing. And then they talk a lot about whether or not steaming clothes is as um, productive as ironing. And it's just like a nice little moment. It was really cute. He was like, no, you got to get the crease. And she was like, you can't crease your pants. It was it was really sweet and very cute. And the conversations of that caliber, I feel like, have been kind of in short supply this season. Like conversations that you might actually have with somebody who you were dating. Um, it was really cute. Also, I th- a team scene for life, right? Like... I think if you're the type of person that's okay with steaming your clothes, you are also the type of person that's not ever going to put in the effort to iron them. So really, it's steaming them or nothing. Griffin and I don't iron ever. Fuck no. I have wrinkly items in my closet that I just have decided to stop wearing. <laughs> we I used an iron really for the first time to um, hinge some, she- some curtains for the nursery. And the whole time I was doing it, I was like, wow, this thing really puts a fucking crease in this fabric, huh? As if somebody else, like some observer, if they watched me, they'd be like, yeah, dog. That's why they do. That's why people do this. The whole time I was like, this is folded as fuck. Like, this is not going to come unfolded anytime soon. And it's like, yeah, bud. That is why you iron. We do. We have an iron, um, but we use it. Gosh, I don't know, once every six months? Yeah. Even that seems. <laughs> we All of our friends are married. Full stop. Most of our friends are no, married. No, that's not even true. Most, most of our friends most. are married. Partial stop. And so we just aren't going to weddings every month anymore. There was a year there where we certainly were, and it was like some, time to break out the, the khaki crease. Some people would iron their clothes before they went to work. That's, no, come on. <laughs> At the White House, Mr. President Obama? No. I will say that I do have pants that I would potentially iron, but I get them dry cleaned instead. That's a good look. You got that podcast money now. Somebody else's problem. Fly <laughs> away, little bird. Come back to me. Creased. <laughs> I should do that. I've got that podcast money for days. I should just what dry clean What would you get dry cleaned? My, the shirt I'm wearing now says it's Your my- Your griddle bone shirt? My Austin Brewing Company fucking Austin Beer Works griddle bone shirt. It's a good IPA. Griffin, Griffin. What is it? It's, oh, yeah, it's an yeah. IPA. Griffin brought that shirt because he had a dream that people would start calling him Griddlebone. <laughs> it's a brand of beer from the Austin Beer Works. It's good. It's called Griddlebone. I drank it once. It tasted good. It's an IPA, and it's a purple shirt, and it says Griddlebone on it. And I thought, it sounds like Griffin. It's a cool name. Call me Griddlebone. And now that I've said it on the pocket, that was the secret. I tried to get my our dumb friends to call it me that, but no. I, I, now, I need my, now I need my real friends. <laughs> My internet friends. Your, your 10,000 Facebook friends and Rose Buddies. My 10,000 Rose Buddies Facebook friends. Uh, so now it's time for dinner. And Nick is in a turtleneck. 
Okay. It looks very you itchy. Look like, what do you think, huh? You want to fucking burn this fool? You want to you want to tear this motherfucker apart? You just you just threw me like a little slab of meat. Like he's in a turtleneck. There's some comedy there. You got something? Right. You got something? I don't have anything as a fine turtleneck. It looked itchy. It did look itchy. Um, looked like it maybe pilled. Well, I thought maybe you had feelings about it because you don't ever wear turtlenecks. No, because I have a beautiful fucking throat, and I want people to see it. It's a- look at that. That's uh, nice. Thank you. Nick does itch his neck at one point, so I, I'd God, say... God, you were fucking watching him like a hawk, <laughs> waiting for him to fail, ready for it. Oh, wait. Scratch? He scratched his neck. It doesn't... You, you scratch an itch. Yeah. Okay. You can't itch a scratch. You're so, you're, you're so ready for me to burn you and Nick <laughs> right now that like you're like doing it for yourself. I don't blame you. No, I'm whatever. worried about our listeners saying... They know everybody loves you, babe. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Nick is talking about how good she's at darts. And this is when Raven... This, that was cute, though, because he was like, you did pretty good. She was like, until the end. He was like, yeah, until the other people showed up and then... Kind of stunk for a hot minute there. It's fun. <laughs> it's just so fun. They talked with words, and it was good. Cause it was like the words I use. It was good. Um, so this is when uh, Raven kind of talks about her her history of relationships, um, and she says that she thought she was in love with her ex, um, but they she never said it, and that he only said it when he was drunk, uh, and. Nick says, well, do you think, I mean, do you think you were in love with him? And she says, well, the way I feel about you, I never felt about him. Uh, and this is when she decides she's going to launch into kind of her big confession of feelings. This, ma- this fucking love actually. This and was- her little hand is shaking. And so Nick tries to put the wine glass down for her because her hand is shaking so much. But then she takes it and she's like, no, I need a drink of this if I'm going to do this. On the fucking love actually ending monologue spectrum this was fucking colin firth level yeah it was very good this was good shit she talks about how on their first one-on-one when she was with him she was kind of surprised because she had a really comforting feeling when she was with him and then she starts saying that she might start crying and then nick Um, says i might also start crying which duh hair trigger but okay (laughs) uh and she said that she's never she never felt this before and that her dad specifically prayed for quote an easy love for her which i kind of laughed at because it's like this isn't the easiest dating 29 other women like this ain't the easiest way to do it in fact one might actually make a pretty good um empirical evidence-based argument that it may actually be the most difficult way to do this uh and she says that um you know i really i wish i would have told you last week how i was feeling but i decided that if you kept me you know, the worst thing I could do would be to not tell you. Um, and so I have to tell you now that I do love oh, you. Oh, so close. The rest of it was really good. I do love you. I do love you. I do love you. Is there any way to make that sound convincing? And good? The rest of it was so beautiful. And I do not want to take away from the like sweet sincerity of the rest of her speech. It's just like... I do love you. That's maybe the worst. You understand that, right? <laughs> I think it's better. You sound like Spock. Just like <laughs> discovering like what emotion is for the first. Although that would be beautiful. <laughs> um, and so Nick gets a little teary. And she's a little teary. And she says like very sincerely, she's like, 
I don't want you to think that I'm just saying it to say it. And he's like, no, 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 no. I like, I can tell that you're sincere. And then um, he lifts up his plate of root vegetables and what's under there. Oh, the fantasy suite? The boner card. Okay. It's like root vegetables. It had a big plate of tasty-looking root vegetables that had been glazed in something. Uh, so Raven reads the card, which talks about forgoing their individual Do you think you can rooms. do the whole thing from memory right now? Oh, God. I, I can't do the first part. Raven. Uh, What's the first part? We oh. hope you're. I hope you're enjoying your time with Nick in beautiful... Finland. Should you Should choose, you choose to, to forgo your, your individual, individual rooms, rooms uh, you may spend please, the night as a couple. Please use this key to spend the night as a couple in the fantasy suites. Love, your, your boy, forever your boy, forever <laughs> a boy, Chris Harrison. Chris forever Harrison. boy. And then like a real ass key, like a real ass real fucking key. skeleton key. Uh, and, and Raven immediately is like, um, two things. One, I've only been with one person. Two, my last ex never made me orgasm. <laughs> Nick's like, okay, so they, they showed this in no more than, no, no less than two commercial break, like previews. And it's still, when it happened, it still hit me pretty fucking hard. Um, which I don't think, I'm, I'm not saying that to be, um, I definitely think, you know, whatever, talk about it. I think it's the type of thing you shouldn't be afraid to talk about. And it's, 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 it is a wild thing to talk about on this, like, um, television show, I feel like. But it was, I mean, that's Raven, right? She's just honest. She's not going to hold back for anything. Yeah, I think one of the big appeals of the fantasy suite is at some point the cameramen leave and you can have conversations that are not being filmed. So my thought if I were in Raven's place, is I'm going to wait until the cameras leave to have this conversation. But she it's just goes for it. to say it. Whatever, yeah. And Nick says, well, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, he said, what does he say? I don't know. I I was a little stunned. Did we stop taking, is that your last note? No, I have more notes. Well, she says like, oh, well, you're kind of at a loss for words. Um, And I don't know what he said after that. <laughs> No, I threw the, I threw the pen down, and I was like, "Done." I was, I was literally shriveled up, like I, my, my appendages had retreated up, like my legs, like got sucked up into my body, and my arms got pulled up to like my neck. Um, That's and I basically just, the I end of the episode. A, yeah, I basically turn into a log. Well, they walk into that fucking posh ass spot that had a oh, glass yeah. ceiling, like a glass uh, vaulted ceiling that you could watch the aurora borealis through. Which, like, boy, if you're gonna have your first orgasm th- from <laughs> sex, like that would be a fucking pretty killer place to do. And it. then they do a teaser for next week, and they say, "Will Raven's date come to a fantasy or a or a satisfying end?" Yama yama. I hope he can come through, though. I made the point that maybe this is this is a little uh, technique that she uses with men of saying it could also be very true. Yes, but it could also be like oh, I've just never go for the gold dog. I've just never. No one's ever done it before, so I don't know. I mean, maybe you could. I don't know. We'll a, see. A, you said that, and like my fucking stupid caveman <laughs> brain was like, "Yes, probably." <laughs> Time to pull out all the stops, then. And then Nick feels really good about himself, and she yeah. gets, she gets, you know, the... Here's a little thing I came up with. It's called clitor- clitoral shouting. 
What was that? Yes, you heard me. I can only say it once on the podcast, or else we'll get the NC seventeen rating. And they won't was the second w- word shouting? Yeah, just you bellow down in down in there. Yabba dabba do, you know. <laughs> oh, I hate that. D- you don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, <I> don't- <laughs> I think it's just wonderful. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's wonderful and I think we should be able to talk about these things. You're over here just like stop talk. You're like the preacher dad in Footloose, like no talking about Yeah, but that was about shouting. that was about dancing. Yeah. That's well, little... it was all a fucking come on, the way that Ren danced, the way that Bacon danced. It was all a very thinly veiled metaphor for lovemaking. Even way, even way more thinly veiled than Dirty Dancing. Like, way, 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 way more thinly veiled. You know? So we should be able to have these open and honest conversations. You know? We should all be having orgasms each time, every time. 100% of the time, no matter what. I just hope Nick can, like, follow through. This was just kind of a weird ending to an episode of television, though. (laughs) Nick does say that he may not have... Yes. intercourse with the women yes he's still leaving that option on the table it's still buck wild at the end of this television show <laughs> on abc before the first part of when we rise which looks looks pretty good i wonder if it's any good um is is this woman <laughs> going to get got off by this famous and nerd? now we're gonna spend all week wondering if wondering, she gets hers did she get that I don't know. I don't know. One can dream. One can hope. Fingers crossed. But the next... But the next episode of The Bachelor certainly is not going to start with, like, boom, 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 boom. And the fucking, like, sun rises over the the Finnish hills. And she says, I did get that nut. And he's like, it's true. She got that nut. I don't like you. That doesn't work. But which word? It's just fun to say. Sploosh. Gross. That's awful, though. Uh, no, it's beautiful. Did she Sex get, positive. Did she get that sploosh? Did you get that sploosh? <laughs> I did get that sploosh. It's true. I shouted real good right at it. <laughs> and we encountered a bear in the woods. Hi-ho. Yep. That's what it sounds like. It's true. When you do the shouting. There's a whole <laughs> mambo number five. You know what I mean? Yabba dabba do. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cultural references. That's it. In this, I get bored down there. I just start <laughs> shouting my favorite TV stuff at it. <laughs> we gotta go. We have to go back. Lost ending season four. Crazy. This is Nick, by the way. Oh. Is he still wearing the turtleneck? I always wear the turtleneck when I do my things down there. <laughs> it's like a nasty bib. What is this voice? This is Nick's sex voice. I hate it. You wouldn't in the right circumstances. <laughs> it's awful. Okay. He basically turns into Tom Waits. Like, the full moon comes out, he gets under those blankets, and... He put his head up in our town. You know? He just, like, gets wild. Uh, 
I would love it if flash forward instead of bathrobes, they're both wearing that turtleneck sweater. They both climbed inside the one turtleneck sweater, or yeah, like yeah. It's, the turtleneck sweater has like cellularly <laughs> divided, and now there's two of them. No, they're both in the same sweater. Okay, she had such one a powerful arm, orgasm. One that arm a, out, either. a sweater grew around her. <laughs> that's his. That's his sex sweater. We've been talking about fucking dirt for like four minutes now. Um, should we thank people for gifts that we received? I think we should. We received a lot of, we went to the P.O. Box for the first time in a few weeks, and uh, we had a lot of exciting gifts. Oh, fucking, okay, so we got Alexis's shark costume. Yeah. Uh, because on, on a very, very old episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me, we were sponsored by a company called Root Suit, which makes, like, fun costume suits, uh, and they made the costume that Alexis wore, uh, her dolphin outfit, in the premiere episode of the season. Yeah, so, so we just, it we just have that. We just have a shark outfit. Thank you, Root Suit. That kicks ass. What about um, the Girl Scout cookies? Oh, my God. So Michaela Godfrey hooked us up with, a well, huge... hooked me up with a huge box of Girl Scout treats, including things that I did not even know the Girl Scouts were making, like little peanut butter bears and uh, yeah, chocolate Yeah, like chocolate-covered raisins mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, Rachel cannot eat dairy or soy right now um, because of the baby, uh, but... Uh, your boy can, so thank you, Michaela. <laughs> well, and it's been good treats for our friends. Yeah, but mostly me. <laughs> um, and that's it. We got a lot of uh, we got nice, a lot of stuff. For yeah, all nice shows. letters and very very and sweet letters. Save the dates and thank you so much. We won't probably be attending most of the weddings. Just send them. It's sweet. It's very cute. But like, we are not traveling very much these days. No, but. we we have very very close friends that are getting married in the fall, and we're already having conversations about how we're gonna get out of how we're. <laughs> <laughs> no, Griffin. Um. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to Rose Buddies. Hey, we did actually go pretty long on this one. Oh, another announcement. I don't know if you saw. Nick is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just thought I would share. Okay. That's what he's doing after The Bachelor. Now now Vanessa can ask that question and he can say, I'm going to be dancing. With the stars. With a lot of people stars. took that to mean that he was not going to get engaged. Although Sean was on Dutes, right? So was Chris Souls. It was Chris Souls, although that didn't really turn well, out Well, yeah, so he, his engagement ended right after the show. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't believe Rachel's still on the show. I love Rachel. It's just like... Come on, like, we know she's not going to, we, we're pretty sure she's not going to win. Like, I'm kind of in disbelief. Although, really, I think it was Corn's time to punch out. Um, I'll be curious to see where they go. Not so curious that we'll want to watch three episodes, three hours of this next week. Well, I am dreading this. One hour is going to be show, two hours is Women Tell All. Oh, even worse. I know. <laughs> I know women tell all it can be. And women a lot. tell all they were like corn versus Taylor, round two. I know. Nobody wants to see Nobody round two. Nobody fucking wants that on Earth. Nobody on Earth wants that. No. On the planet Earth. There's two ABC producers apparently who want that. It's a, it's a, it's a bad it's a it's a bad thing you're doing here. Um what are you looking at now? You're always looking at parts of my body. I wanted to see what you were drinking. Oh, it's a dogfish head, uh like a um Another IPA. Uh, Flesh and Blood IPA. It's like a grape, grape, grapefruit IPA thing. Oh, that's, that's good. Fun. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Griddlebone. So, huh? Thanks, Griddlebone. You got it. 
It's been Griddlebones Beer Corner. It's been Griddlebones Beer Corner telling you about all the freshest hops and barleys. Can we go? Yes. This has been the Bachelorette. <laughs> been the bachelorette <laughs> it hasn't been the bachelor no it's been this rose is not how we do it this how is do not... we do it what? i'm rachel mcelroy i'm griffin mcelroy when you're ready stay with us on this journey of joy spoiler alert she ends up with soldier boy my name is patrick my name is Parker. Max FunCon has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful and you should absolutely go it will be the best decision of your life make a ton of new friends like parker and patrick at max FunCon. tickets for max FunCon and max FunCon east are on sale now at maxfuncon.com maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned listener supported